0: Uh, We as a church, uh, we give uh, our tithes, our offerings, and uh, out of every single month, uh, we also, uh, there are uh, people that faithfully support our missions program. And every church, every denomination does this a little bit different. We as a church, we have what's called a designated fund. And so uh, money that comes in that's designated for our missions program gets taken, and every dollar of that money gets put into our missions budget and now we can give to missionaries in their monthly support. We can give towards helping a church put a new roof on a building, buy a property, uh, something like that, uh, we as a church are able to come alongside and see that happen. And that's the way we do it here. And we're thankful because uh, your generosity is what helps us as a church to do it. And uh, the reality is, is that we are the church. And so as we participate and as we give, then we are able to see that mission accomplished. Well, I started last week talking about in Psalms 19, the why of missions, and the why of missions, and I left for you to think about the reality that the gospel is what revives souls, It what removes foolishness, it brings real joy, and it is the realigning of our lives, and I said, this is why the gospel, this is why missions is so important. It's that reality, uh, it is that realignment, it is that ability to see souls revived that should be the driving force uh, for us to to be involved in missions. I want to go to Matthew chapter 28. I briefly mentioned it last week, and I want to go there as we begin this week. And I'm going to say from the onset here, there's a lot we got going on. We uh, still got the Lord's Supper here after uh, the preaching here this morning. So we got a lot going on. So I want to briefly leave with you the how of missions. Why uh, drives our philosophy, drives our understanding. How drives our day-to-day practice. Why tells us uh, the reasoning behind it. How tells us the next step to take. And so this morning, I want to just leave with you uh, just some brief thoughts. Nothing again that probably if you've been in the faith for some time is uh, shocking, revealing something you never considered before. But it is something that I believe we need to take a moment and meditate on. And as we lead up to next Sunday morning, morning and uh, thankful for uh, Brother Ray who will be coming and sharing with us. And after that, we'll be filling out, much like we did with our construction promise, we'll be filling out a little card. And we'll be saying, uh, uh, much like uh, Netflix, decide we decide do we want the $16.99 package or the, or the $29.99 package or what have you, or YouTube or Spectrum or what have you, or Verizon. Uh, we will decide what our package is going to look like as we look look to see the gospel go forward through our missions program. And that's what we're doing, plain and simple, black and white. That's what we're doing here over these weekends It's just taking our minds, our hearts, our spiritual vision to look at missions. And we're thankful for that. How? How to do missions? Well, the Great Commission is what the passage in the end of Matthew 28 is labeled. We mentioned last week that Jesus, uh, he was uh, this was post his death, post his resurrection, and it's uh, about to be time for his ascension to heaven. He is going to leave the uh, uh, the presence of the physical earth, and he said that he must leave because as his physical presence left, then that would make way for his spiritual presence through the Holy Spirit of God to come into the earth and to fill uh, each and every believer and equip them for the mission that they had in front of them. And you say what is that mission? Well, uh, verse 18 of Matthew 28 says this. And I'm reading out of the New Living Translation once again. It says Jesus came and told his disciples, "I have been given all authority in heaven and on earth." What authority is that? Well, the authority to forgive sins, the authority with which to be able to command this mission of a gospel changing action taking place in every heart, in every soul in every life, in every region of the known world. And the authority comes through Jesus Christ. And he says, I've been given that authority from the Father. And then he says, therefore... Again, in the Bible, every time we see that word, therefore, uh, it is important. It's a transition word. It is a a bridge. It's a linking. And so it's telling us the author here, Matthew, and through the words of Jesus. If you have a red letter Bible, it's in red letters because this is Jesus speaking. And here it is. The bridge is, look, here's what's happened. Uh, I came. I fulfilled the law. I fulfilled the prophets. I fulfilled every prophecy. I fulfilled all that was needing to take place. And lo and behold, I died on that cross. And lo and behold, though I was dead, uh, uh, death did not have power over me. Sin did not have power over me. Because as a spotless, sinless son of God, I was uh, more powerful than death. I was more powerful than sin. I overcame both. And on the third day, I rose again. And now my mission is fulfilled and accomplished. Now the work of redemption has been signed. Sealed and delivered, and now you need to take that good news, and that's where we're at and he says, therefore, go, and as you're going, uh, I studied that word, and I'm not a big Greek scholar, uh, I, I avoided school as much as possible, I went through uh, college, and I came out, there summa cum laude, that's the top, I came out summa cum lucky. okay, that was where I was at, right, I was just glad to be out of there, but nonetheless, as I studied this through the, through those that love to study this stuff, uh, this uh, uh, imperative word is not exactly an imperative word, it, it is a, a something that is a passive word uh, uh, we use it as a go and we use it a lot in our messages go ye but really the reality is that the author was expressing more or Jesus himself was even saying it more as a, as you are going you say what do you mean as I am going well we're going to get into that in a few moments but here's what he's saying as you are going make disciples of all the nations baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Spirit. Teach these new disciples to obey all the commands I have given you. And be sure of this, I am with you always, even to the end of the age. Let's pray and we'll get into what we have. Father, we love you. Thank you for your grace and your goodness. Thank you for your love that draws us to yourself. Thank you for your love that forgives us our many, many shortcomings. Thank you for a church that has drawn us to be able to gather together, as your word indicates, to worship you, to encourage one another, to focus on the mission for which our lives should exist. I pray, Father, that your spirit would use your word this morning through an unworthy servant, to be able to communicate your word clearly to every heart and every life. In Jesus' name we pray, amen and amen. We see here the how, the how to do missions. And I wanna encourage you this morning that as you think of this, uh, many times our mind goes to a certain methodology of missions. And what I'm going to present this morning is not a methodology. It it is an action item that is beyond just a simple do this or don't do this or do it this way or don't do it that way. No, it drives to the heart of nonetheless, though, something that is very, very important. And that is that missions involves doing. It involves action. It involves us being able to understand that the work of the kingdom of God is marching forward. How you doing this morning? You doing all right? You tired? I'm a little bit tired. Right. So uh, here we are. I almost feel like we're taking a, a uh, societal um, deep breath. I feel like the last three weeks, you know, shake up in the world and things going around us. Um, man, you see another mass shooting. You see something else. And it just seems to just take our minds into what's going on and the murkiness of the world, the scariness of the world. Uh, The dangers of the world. We live in the modern age. We got our cell phones, we got our technology. Our minds are constantly flipping the cards of just what's going and drawing our attention next. Is it sports? Is it the death of another actor, actress, music star? Is it something that's going on? Well, here, our Savior, as He's about to ascend to heaven, His disciples are there with him and he turns to them knowing that his time with them physically is short and he's wanting to leave with them and leave recorded in his eternal word some priorities that he wants them to go forward with. And though throughout his three and a half years of ministry and undoubtedly throughout his 33 years of life, there was much important things that he communicated. Here he leaves with them this commendation, this, this important task. This reality that is more than a, a box to be checked. It is more than just a, a department. And in our world today, in the Christian faith, there's a lot of people that believe, well, missions is a a committee. Yeah, we have a missions committee. We have a missions department. Well, can I encourage you this morning that as we look and as you think of Matthew 28, I want you to realize that uh, when verse number 18 says, Jesus came and told his disciples, I want you to scratch out um, the number 11, which is after Judas, what would be left. I want you to scratch out from your mind, maybe the hundreds of disciples that were not part of the select 12 on which Jesus's ministry was. I want you to think that here it is, and Jesus comes and he turns to you and to me. He turns to us. And he says here that his authority is now in heaven and on earth. He who uh, uh, who on, on that fateful day, that fateful hour, had come and through that deceiving serpent, had brought the schism and the curse of sin upon this earth. And his power had a certain power up until the redemption plan was fulfilled. Here it is now. Jesus says, I have power on in heaven and on earth. And now I am giving you a mission. When we think about missions, we think about what we are being give, what we have been given from our Savior. I want you to think about these three things quickly. Number one, we see go, go ye. It is something now that is, as I said before, it's an ongoing going. Uh, there is not, well, I went. I went when I was a teenager. I went on a mission trip. Uh, I went because, you know, at I, I, one time my parents didn't know about uh, salvation, didn't know the gospel, but then I shared it with them, so therefore I went. I'm done going. No, uh, the reality is, is that what we find here under go is a going. It is a Continuation. And here we find in verse number 19, therefore, because of the reality of the power of the salvation message of the redemptive work of Jesus Christ, we have been given the good news of the gospel and we must go and take it. And as we are going about, um, Jesus knew that in a very few years, maybe even just a few decades These very same disciples and many of their uh, converts to come in just a few decades would be scattered throughout the known world. It would be a result of persecution that would come to that region of the world. It would be as a result of the the reality that God would use a, a horrible, a wicked emperor to turn his anger and to turn his wickedness towards the Christians and would drive them into the caves, the caverns and all across the footed hills across the region. And he, here Jesus in his foresight said, as you are going, make disciples of all the nations. Uh, here, these Jews were sitting there and they're saying, of all the nations, we're I here. We're surrounded by other Jews. What are you talking about? Well, Jesus knew that the time would come that the gospel would be spread. And you and I today are a result of that commission being fulfilled and continuing on centuries later. Even millennia. And now here we are in the year 2023 in Palmview, Texas. And we're a part of Bethany Baptist Church. And yet the mission continues on. How? Well, he has given you and I the authority. He has given you and I the commission. He has given you and I a personal life which to be lived. Dear friend, I work at Camp Loma de Most of my coworkers are saved, I think. No, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. All of my coworkers are saved. But he's put me in Edinburgh in the city. He's put me on the road of Laguna Seca Road. He's put me in the North Edinburgh Ranch Country. He has given me a, a context within which I have been given the uh, the commission to, as I am going, as I'm going to Walmart, as I'm going to work, as I'm going uh, amongst my neighborhood, as I'm going to my kids' activities, uh, sports events, I am to be taking the The good news of the gospel. I am to be taking the truth and to help make disciples. Say, what is the discipling message? Method. Well, we we take the good news of the gospel. We share with somebody that they are lost in their sin, that they are under the condemnation of sin. What is the condemnation of sin? Hell. Condemnation from sin is hell. It, it's separation from God. It's the reality that every single person that is in that state is one breath away from being separated from God for all eternity. and you and I have the antidote. You and I have the answer. You and I have the good news. that's what gospel means. the good news. We're to go. We've been given. A personal life. You and I have a different path. Every single person. Even between your spouse and you. You have been given a different path. But the commission stands to be the same. I'm thankful for a mom in my household who was a missionary. You say, yeah, yeah, she was a pastor's wife. No. She was a missionary outside the context of being a pastor's wife. She was a missionary to four little boys that were there in those rooms next to her. You see, the go ye, it doesn't necessarily mean that we jump on a plane or a ship 50 years ago or 100 years ago and go to the coasts of Africa. No, uh, you see, the go ye uh, is a, a commendation. It's a charge given to every one of us that wherever we are going, you say, "Where am I going?" Well, maybe you're going to Longhorn Steakhouse today. If you are, invite me. No, it's good. Uh, maybe you're going to McDonald's. Maybe you're going to HEB. But where you are going? You are to take the good news of the gospel. You are to take the authority that that him who gave, who has all authority in heaven and on earth, gave you to take the good news of the gospel. Go. And where we cannot go, then Philippians gives us a different outlook. Go with me to Philippians chapter 4. In Philippians chapter 4, it gives us another outlook. You see, Paul, as he was going around and sharing the good news of the gospel, he would go to a city of which there were no Christians. He was what we would call the father of missions. He was the first one who received the gospel on the road to Damascus. He received the light of the truth and it changed his life. And then he went out and he took the change that had happened in him. He took the truth that had been given to him and he went out. And as he was going, he shared the good news of the gospel of Jesus Christ. Well, along the way, he shares the good news, and he moves on. Well, as he moves on, he leaves these small groups of believers who would become what we would know as the founding of the New Testament church, of which you and I are a part of 2,020 years later, or 2,000 years later, these uh, very same Christians are connected to us because they were part of the capital C church, and you and I are a part of the capital C church. And so what a wonderful reality to look at. And then what a wonderful reality to look at what they did. Verse number 10 says, how I praise the Lord, and in Philippians 4, how I praise the Lord that you are concerned about me again. I know you've always been concerned for me, but you didn't have the chance to help me. Not that I was ever in need, for I've learned how to be content with whatever I have. I know how to live on almost nothing or with everything. I have learned the secret of living in every situation, whether it is a full stomach or empty with little, with plenty or little, for I can do everything through Christ who gives me the strength. Even so, you have done well to share with me in my present difficulty. Paul is thanking this church for something. What was the something? As you know, you Philippians were the only ones who gave gave me financial help when I first brought you the good news and then traveled on from Macedonia. Wow, what a great reputation. What a great illustration. What a great pattern to follow. Our fellow Christians from Philippi left for us. What was it? Well, the gospel reached them. Somebody came to them. Paul. Somebody came to them because there was somebody willing to pay the price. And here that somebody needed to go on with the good news. And so therefore, uh, these Philippians, uh, they couldn't go on to the next city. They had jobs. They had responsibilities. They had families. They had different needs to attend to. They needed to establish the church there. But Paul needed to go on. So what did they do? Well, they couldn't go, so they gave. They couldn't go, so they gave. Can I encourage us, dear Christian, to understand that this about helping missions and helping missionaries and giving, it's nothing new and modern and didn't come out in the 1910s. It didn't come out in the 1810s. This is something that has been around since the New Testament church, that where we couldn't go, where we couldn't be among the going, and while we were going in our local context, while we were going down the street in our neighborhood, while we were going to our local grocery store while we were going to our our local friends get together Uh, while we were doing that there were others that were taking the good news of the gospel to the next city to the next state to the next country and they needed some help along the way and paul commends them paul thanks them paul uh, uh, lifts up this act that they did which was you were the only ones who gave me financial help when i first brought you the good news and then traveled on from Macedonia as you walk through the hallways of our church out there you'll see those televisions with those missionary newsletters some of them are in the auditorium today we thank God for them they were among those that said, uh, we are thankful that we can go here locally, but God placed a burden on me to go into Mexico. God has placed a burden on me to go to Chile. God has placed a burden on me to go to Peru. And, and I'm thankful that as a church, we were able to come next to a brother, Manuel Sanchez, and say, okay, uh, we are thankful that the gospel got to us, but the gospel needs to reach those colonias in Peru. And how will that gospel reach there? Will it reach there because somebody's willing to support that missionary? So I ask you today to think about how we do missions. Well, we must first be the goers. And in the going, we share the gospel. We go here. We go there. And as we're going, we're making disciples. We're sharing the good news. But where we cannot go, we give because we were given this is a heart situation you see uh, here Paul commends the Philippians because their heart was changed by the gospel and in the changing of their heart they changed their priorities did they not have need for better food did they not need newer clothes did they not need a better package of Netflix did they not need to be able to have a great better internet yeah they did but among all those needs they had they understood Understood that the need of the gospel needed to go forward and that missions needed to be supported. And so they said, Hey, you know what? Where we cannot go, we will give because we were given. We were given the good news of the gospel, we were given jobs, we were given provision. Oh, uh, I don't think it needs to be reiterated, reiterated the blessed life that we have here in the United States of America compared to much of the world. God, help us to not be a society that takes those blessings and hoards them. May we be a Christian generation that seeks to give because we were given. May we be a generation of Christians that gives because the mission needs it. He says there, Paul says, I I thank you because uh, uh, when I needed help, you helped me you see uh, I'm a part of the receiving end of that help I'm thankful because I live part of my life as a missionary and and I'm thankful because I can share a need and and I do that with churches I do that with individuals and I'm thankful that they, they take of the resources that God has blessed them and they say hey you know what yes that church does need a new property hey that church does need a new roof hey you know what that family does need to be supported as they endeavor in an area where those people would not otherwise hear the gospel were it not for that missionary presence and so i'm telling you we need to give because the mission needs it it's about heart it's about help it's about a head realignment Oh, we find in verse number 14, he says there, it says, uh, um, even so you have done well to share with me in my present difficulty. Oh, Paul, I'm thankful that the Philippians, they weren't just noticing their need and their difficulty. They looked up and they saw the need and the help needed uh, for the missions and the missionary at the moment. Hey, can I encourage you, dear church, may we have a head realignment, may we continue Look and see: Is there a need in which I can help? Is there a present difficulty of which I can be a part of? I love what verse number sixteen says. Even when I was in Thessalonica, you sent help more than once. We find this to be the pattern that this was an ongoing process. You say, Pastor John, didn't we have a, a missions conference just a year or two ago? Uh, didn't we have an emphasis a while back? Yes and you know what, we're going to have another one a year from now. Why? Because this was an ongoing uh, situation. It was a continual head realignment. It was a continual refocus of what the mission was about. Missions is about going. Missions is about giving. But you see, uh, this morning I want to encourage you uh, we need to be active in both of those things. Thankful for a church that does mission trips. I don't know when the next one's gonna be, but whatever it is, I encourage you to jump in there. Help out, be a part of it. Be involved in the process of seeing the excitement of God at work in a new place. Where you can go, go. Where you can give, give. But you know, I thought of this, and I'm gonna finish with this. I think that the biggest challenge we face In our struggle with going, in our struggle with giving, is neither going nor giving. You say, What do you mean? Let's go back to Matthew 28. Matthew 28. And let's go back to that verse in which we started there, verse 19. Says, Therefore, Go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Teach these new disciples to obey all the commands I have given you. You know what I believe, and I'm going to finish with this last point. The challenge and missions and how to do missions, it's not necessarily the going and the giving. The reason that we struggle with those areas is because we need to be growing. We need to be growing. You know that a a growing Christian will be a giving Christian. A growing Christian will be a going Christian. And that doesn't mean that you're going to give up your day job and decide to go to seminary or to Bible college, though if you do and God takes you there, how awesome, how wonderful. But that's not everybody. But I can tell you this, if you are a growing Christian, then your heart will be burdened, then your heart will be in the right place, then your spiritual eyes will be where they need to be. You see, as you learn, you will teach. As you receive, you will want it to continue on, and you will understand that the process of making disciples is oh so important, because it is the heart of God, it is the heart of the Savior, it is the heart of the mission, and we understand that that is why missions is important and how it should be done. So I encourage you this morning, the command, as we are going, go. As you're going, give the gospel, give the good news, share it, is it as simple as taking out a card and saying, hey, you know what? I'm from Bethany Baptist Church, and I want to give you this card, and it just has a little bit of information. It's an invitation uh, to our church, and it also has some really important information for your life. Yeah, it can be as simple as that. Could it be as simple as while you're getting your hair done to say, hey, do you go to church anywhere? No, I don't. Oh, okay. Hey, have you ever heard about the fact that Jesus died for your sins? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I know about that stuff. Okay. Okay. Do you you know what it means to be saved? Can I share with you how I got saved? You know, I grew up in a Christian home when my dad was actually a pastor, but it really wasn't until I was almost 12 years old that I realized that I needed to be forgiven of my sins. And I kneeled next to my dad's desk there in his office, there at 453 Citriana Drive in Mission, Texas, right behind a little elementary school. And God changed my heart from that day forward. My name was written in the Lamb's Book of Life, and the day that I take my last breath on this earth will take the moment, it'll be the moment in which I take my first breath in heaven. I'd love for you to have that reality. Could I share with you how you can make that decision for yourself? Sure. (laughs) Could be as simple as you doing that. It could be as complex as you going to the neighbor next to you and saying, hey, it's great to see you. Here's some candies for the kids. Oh, by the way, I want to ask you an important question. Do you have a few moments? Sure. Could I ask you, if, if you were to die today, do you know that you'd go to heaven? It's a morbid thought. I know, I know, that's a horrible thought. But you know, the reality is that we never know when we're going to go. It could be bowling one day and a crazed lunatic filled with the demons from hell Could come in and shoot us and kill us in an instant. What happens next? Where do you wake up the next moment? Could be as complex as saying, I'm gonna go. God has placed a burden on me and The people from Mexico need to know. The people from Africa, from Malawi need to know. Oh, uh, maybe it's something as complex as saying, yes, I'm gonna go and prepare myself. Maybe it's as simple as I need to decide that $20 a month out of my budget are gonna go so that a missionary somewhere can have the support he needs. And no, it's not much, but it's something. Maybe it's it's a, a greater charge you have to say, hey, you know what, God, if I have this side gig, And if you bless it, I'm going to take 50% of all the profit of this, and I'm going to give it back to you. And I'm going to let you do a work through a missionary somewhere. Maybe this profit can be used for a new roof in a church. Maybe it can be used to be able to help take the gospel for several weeks up into the mountains uh, of of, of Panama. And Brother Ethan Shields is going to take this gift that I'm going to give so that those cabins can be built. Brother Andrew Shields there in the south of Mexico, He's going to be able to see a cabin built because God bless me. I can take that and I can give towards the furtherance of the gospel so that my heart is realigned, so that my head is realigned to the spiritual things. And the last part is that maybe I need to get down on my knees tomorrow morning and just ask God to help me to grow because I know I will never have the heart to go and I will never have the heart to give until my walk with God is growing the way it should. How do we do missions? We go, we give, we grow. That's how we do missions. And if you do that, and if we do that as a church, Bethany Baptist Church will be all the greater in all that we do, but especially through the task of missions. Let's pray. Father, we thank you for this morning. Thank you for your truth. Lord, nothing out of the ordinary But Lord, just a truth that we need to meditate on and concentrate and focus on. I pray, Father, that you would just work in every heart and every life. Even today, as we're going to take some moments to do the Lord's Supper, we remember the great sacrifice as we think about the blood that was shed. We sip of the cup because we are reminded that we are to be joined in the suffering. We are to be reminded that you took that cup of suffering from us. Lord, we were doomed, lost in our wickedness and the filth of our sin. And your grace was manifested and your love was manifested to us. We look at that broken bread, that broken body that was broken for us. Father, I thank you, Lord, because there's a world that is broken that needs to know that it can be healed because there was a body that was broken on a cross for it 2,000 years ago. So, Father, help us to have a desire to go today, this very moment, the moment that we walk out of this room, we are in the mission field. Father, help us to realize it. Help us to go. Help us to give. Father, where we have been selfish with our finances, Lord, help us to be frugal so that we can be able to give to the missions, to the missionary. But, Lord, we are giving to your kingdom through them Ultimately, it is the good news of the gospel that was being carried forward through Paul. And yet that church in Philippi decided there is a worthy investment in the good news of the gospel. It repeatedly did it. Father, may we repeatedly do it. May month after month, year after year, may we dedicate to you a portion of the blessings that you give us. But Father, help us to grow. Help us to die to self Help us to realize that it is your truth in us. As we learn, we will teach. As we grow, we will go. We will give. Father, help us, I pray. Guide us in your name, in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. As we stand to our feet, let's worship together. And uh, lift our voices. Stick around. After this, we will go into our time of taking the Lord's Supper. And then we'll finish up quickly this morning. And so let's just uh, worship singing. Let's sing one stanza of this song, one stanza as we worship together.